Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love talking on this program with Alex Burrell. He is a longtime regular on the Price of, Price of Business. He is uh, with the American Enterprise Institute, AI.org, which is one of my favorite think tanks. One of those think tanks that really have a focus on uh, really serious discussers, or, or, or serious about discussing, rather, public policy issues. And, and certainly it has a philosophical approach. It is right at center, uh, but it's very real world. I, I like, uh, Alex, your streak of pragmatism. And Alex has a great background. Uh, he was uh, the chief economist for the House Ways and Means Committee. He has worked in the executive branch as an economist and brings just a wealth of experience to every conversation. Always love having you on the show. Welcome back, Alex. Thanks for having me. Always good to talk to you as well, Kevin. Let's talk a little bit about um, health care and about medicine. I was just reading about an uh, interesting article, and uh, it, was quoting, uh, uh, it was quoting both you and uh, Casey Mulligan, who's also a regular on the program. I have both of you on different times each month. And, and it was in the Longview News Journal, but it was an editorial that was talking about the, the whole problem with pricing and the importance of, uh, um, you know, the, or rather the concern, if you will, about delinking policies and how it would have a horrific effect, effect on healthcare spending. And so with that, kind of give us a panoramic overview of uh, how you're viewing healthcare costs in the med- medicine arena and what's real and what's not real. You know, what I'm observing, uh, Alex, is that all of a sudden we're seeing a shortage of meds that we hadn't ever seen, you know, and at first people wanted to attribute it to uh, COVID, but but it, it looks like it's way beyond that. And sometimes I just wonder if the administration is undermining the availability of these drugs by the way they are handling pricing. I don't know. You talk to me about this. Sure. Thanks. This is a really, uh, I think, interesting and, and sometimes complicated issue, the question of, of pharmaceutical drug pricing and, and the issue that you just raised about access and shortages of certain drugs. Um, and, the, and there's, a, I think, really an open question about how related those two things are. And there's lots of things going on, in part because there's just lots of medicines. So the issue that affects one set of drugs may be different than there are in another set of drugs or a different, a d- different part of the, the, the market. One of the concerns that, that a lot of voters have, and therefore a lot of politicians have, is with the high price of certain medicines. Um, and we've, we've had a lot, of, uh, a lot of rhetoric in Washington, a lot of congressional hearings in Washington. We had legislation two years ago to allow uh, the executive branch to negotiate or dictate certain drug prices in Medicare. The way this debate has evolved um, of late is that there's been a focus uh, on what the critics call the middleman. There's the pharmacy benefit managers. These are the, the organizations that sit between the drug manufacturers and, and the pharmacy on your behalf to negotiate lower prices for, for drugs. Um, they have a sort of adversarial relationship with the drug manufacturers. And what we've seen is a lot of drug companies are asserting that these PBMs are um, offering little value and only pushing prices higher. 
And the PBMs are arguing quite the opposite. They're saying that they're using their leverage, their, their size and scope, to negotiate prices down for consumers. It's complicated. You think, well, you know, the data should tell us the answer very, in a very straightforward way. Are prices rising or prices falling? The problem is, the, the trick is, is that in one sense, both are true. What we see is that list prices, the price that's kind of associated on the label with the, the price of a drug, the, re, the retail price of a drug, is rising. What the PBMs are doing is they're negotiating discounts, they call them rebates in this case, that are pushing those net prices down. They're creating lots of savings um, by using their scale and scope to leverage that, that opportunity to ask for the drug manufacturers for discounts in exchange for access to the formulary. And we've seen drug prices on net, uh, meaning after the discounts, um, rise relatively slowly in the last few years. But the list price on certain drugs has risen um, quite dramatically in some cases. And so this is the conflict where there are multiple prices depending on your insurance, depending on your situation, depending on if you've met your deductible yet. And so we have a lot of people who have uh, um, anxiety around drug prices and a lot of finger-pointing about the problem. My well, view we... is that these, uh, the pharmacy benefit managers are actually delivering a tremendous amount of value to the customer, and they're doing that by leveraging their size and scale and scope, and they're negotiating average prices down. That means that our health insurance premiums are lower than they otherwise would be absent the role of the PBM. Yes, yes, that was a lot there, but that was good. It's almost <laughs> like when it's almost like when you get a you know you're dealing with a te, you know a, a a property insurance tax entity, right? And you and you're you're getting charged an excessive amount. Do you really want to go and try to negotiate with the government, or would you rather hire a firm to do that for you? Uh, the amount of knowledge they bring, because this is what they do, it has its value in and of itself. Kind of a strange analogy, but I think you get my point. I think that's right. I think that's a good example. These are the experts um, working on on your behalf, on our behalf. That's right. And, and ultimately, uh, they're uh, also helping those that ultimately sell uh, these products. Um, because what the, the bottom line is, those those companies um, don't want to sound crude, but there's a business side to everything, including medicine. They want to be able to sell more medicine. They, they would rather be in the volume business uh, than making a lot off of individual products, which they don't make the money. Uh, it, it gets transferred to the manufacturers. And so it creates a more competitive environment that everyone benefits from, except for the manufacturers, <laughs> yeah. well, at least according to the manufacturers. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously everyone, you know, can imagine a way in which they could make more money, you know, I mean, and that's a good thing, right? These negotiations are, are good and healthy. The manufacturers want, want more for themselves, and they, and they use that money to develop new drugs. So, you know, nobody's the bad guy here. People are just coming at this from different perspectives, and there are trade-offs here. You know, I want to be able to afford my medicines. I want my health insurance and the PBM to, know, to work on my behalf. I also want the drug companies to, to, to invent and discover and develop new drugs, right? I want both. I want, you know, I want cures to new diseases, new cures to diseases. And so, you know, they get in the room and they, they work to negotiate to find that, that middle ground. 
Um, and they do it. That's a, it's a market mechanism that's at play here. And, and I understand that, you know, the players in the marketplace are sometimes frustrated with each other, but I'm also, uh, you know, reminded that at least it's, it, it's a free market environment. It's not the government coming in and saying, you can have this drug, you can't have that drug, this is the price for this, this is the price for that. That's not the right way to go in, 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 these, in these approaches. Well, that's how you get the shortages. Because they have no point of reference. They are arbitrary. They're often politically driven. And so that's when you find yourself in shortages. Not scarcity, shortages. And I think people have a hard time knowing what the difference is. One of them happens just because of the natural availability in the economic system. The other one happens because of, uh, you know, government creating an environment where it just becomes too expensive or doesn't make sense to be made. Yeah, and in the and in the pharmaceutical space, I mean, this is a obviously a highly regulated marketplace uh, where the the manufacturing processes are highly regulated. There's regular inspections of the facilities. That's all well intentioned to make sure that the drugs are are pure and accurate and, and effective, and the facilities are clean and operating according to to regulation. But but sometimes those regulations cause these facilities, these manufacturing facilities to shut down. And when they shut down, nobody else can open up until they have regulatory approval to do so. And that's where you can get, uh, get these shortages. And we are seeing a number, you know, of drug shortages, um, across the country, oftentimes in the generic drug space, but, but not exclusively. And for people mm -hmm. who, who rely on those products, obviously that's a huge, huge problem. No question about it. Always love our conversations. Uh, how as we wrap it up? How do you see this kind of unfolding? Um, I hear so much rhetoric from the politicians on both sides around this particular issue, and it seems more heightened now than it has even in the last few years. What do you expect to happen? A little bit of crystal ball there on your part. Sure. So I'll, I'll say two, make two points on this question. First is. Um, it is not really a partisan issue, interestingly. What we see is both Democrats and some Republicans um, uh, being very critical of the PBM industry. That's just, a, that's just a fact if you listen to the rhetoric in Washington. There is um, a concern on both sides of the aisle. But there's not widespread support for an exact solution. Um, and in the, in, in the environment that we have where it, at, at the present where it's very difficult to legislate new public policies, um, I think that there's a that there's a relatively low probability of of big changes happening in this marketplace. But politicians are going to continue to investigate and to hammer on this issue and to ask questions and to and and to to dig around on this issue because many voters um, are expressing general drug pricing concerns. I think yeah. they're looking in the wrong place, but I think that this issue is not going away. Yeah, I'd like for them to really look at their, uh, when I say their, the industry's ability to, uh, can, you know, mo slightly modify drugs to uh, prevent uh, any impact on uh, patent laws. I'd like to see a reform in the patent laws. I think there should be protection. But, you know, you and I both know that when they make these drugs, they often make them with three or four innovations built in at the very beginning very beginning that they plan to only implement uh, when it's time for their drug to be vulnerable to uh, uh, losing its patent. And uh, that's why we have incredibly high prices for a lot of these drugs into uh, 
perpetuity. I'd like to see a focus on that and really go back to what the Constitution said about that. What was it, seven years? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, 100% agree. We have, um, you know, patents are important and, and critically important for encouraging innovation, but we have uh, a lot of games being played in the pharmaceutical market where those, those exclusivities, those monopolies are extended way beyond uh, what, what policymakers had intended, um, and it's through that gaming strategies that you were just describing. If we can make some, some reforms in that area, we could have a lot more competition and we could have a lot lower prices. All right, Alan Sabrill, always love having you on AEI.org. I am Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business.